This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Brennan likes this thing. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of the Wednesday Night Wars that we're recording on a Friday. Regardless, that's WanProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You can listen to this on Marking Out. If you subscribe to Marking Out, make sure you uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Because all these shows that we're putting out, all this content, everything like that, we're putting it right in here. We're putting it on this uh, this one little stream ski we got going on here. So... Social media-wise, marketout.com, facebook.com slash marketout, twitter.com slash marketout, Instagram, marketout11, youtube.com slash marketout11, email us at marketout1 at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. Dave is raving right now somewhere in Florida, and we hope he's having a blast. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And Brandon is here. You can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Cool. And yeah, Dave Dave went to Hunter and Steph's wedding. <laughs> That's a shoot, not a word. He went to whose wedding? Hunter and Steph. Really? Yeah. Their they're shoot names are Hunter and Steph? Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. I'm sorry. I have this amazing bacon, egg, and cheese right now from Figarelli's Deli, and I'm just still tasting it in my mouth. It's delicious. But let's get on to stuff that happened on Wednesday night. First thing up, uh, we'll start on the AEW side because this was seriously the biggest thing that has happened in AEW history. The start to the World Tag <laughs> Team Championship Tournament. You have Private Party defeating the Young Bucks in quarterfinal action. This was huge. This match was outstanding. Um, I like the fact that they got the roll-up on them. You know, they're setting up for the Meltzer driver, and then all of a sudden they just come and just sneak right in there and do their thing. Outstanding. Unbelievable. <laughs> Made me a fan of AEW. I bought my, uh, you know, I'm a fan of the Young No, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks. Is that weird? No, I think it's perfectly fine to not be a fan of somebody. Okay. I'm also not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, I like them, and it's so, I, I think it's messed, I don't know if it's messed up to say or not, but I was more a fan of them in TNA than when they were Generation Me. Yeah, I don't even remember and, them as Generation and, Me. And well, they're like, oh, that was the worst Young Buck iteration, blah, 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 because they weren't allowed to do everything that they do, so. Yeah. It was a more tame Young Buck, so I was more pleased with that yeah i mean i thought this match was cool and the especially like because you have these glorified stars in the young bucks and cody and kenny omega and now you're seeing these other stars in AEW. like private party has got this big win this week which is awesome um, i hope they go all the way i hope they win the tournament can we talk about the tag titles and how big of marks they are for jerry lynn i, I don't <laughs> it's, i don't understand that at all yeah the, 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 the Jerry Lynn, if you haven't seen it, folks, on the, the side plates on the AEW title, they have the Jerry Lynn cradle pile driver. It's a, a guy that looks like allegedly Jerry Lynn allegedly giving the cradle pile driver. I, I don't know if they – didn't they like – did they not confirm that it was Jerry Lynn or was that just like a joke? 
Um, I I don't know. I think like they mentioned it, and then Jerry Lynn responded like, "Oh man, I'm humbled. This is amazing." And it's so weird. Like, I, I didn't think I thought that was on the the like the AEW championship for a second. <laughs> but just... like, it doesn't make sense. Like, he wasn't a tag team specialist. I mean, he he was a tag team wrestler in uh, in TNA, but where else did he hold gold? Well, I think they're just be, the maybe best friends are gonna be the first champions. I don't know. Um, why wait? Why do you think that? Because they they are obsessed with Jerry Lynn and the Cradle Pile Driver. Oh, yeah. You don't you don't watch any of the shoots, do you? I've seen some, not all. Oh, okay. Well, they always they have a a segment on it called the Jer- uh, Jerry Lynn moments, and they ask people if uh, they their experiences with Jerry Lynn. We got Jerry Lynn experiences. <laughs> yeah, I had a conversation with him about hate breed. It was great. He's like literally one of the nicest people that have ever. Oh, the man that like, we've ever met in wrestling. Like, yeah, then when I went to go see Haybreed, I was like, "Oh my god, let's talk about Haybreed right now, sir." Which was awesome. Yeah, that was like it was so surreal to like even, we interviewed him for marking out. We did. Oh no, you did. Oh, I didn't. Well, Dave and I did. Yeah. Yes, that's right. All right, let's hop over to the NXT side because as they have this big match to start off. Dynamite, you had a big match to start off NXT, and that being a new cruiserweight champion uh, in Leo Rush defeating Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak has had a heck of a run. Um, he, I've, I'm a big fan of Drew Gulak. This was an awesome wrestling match. Yeah, and it really and you, I kind of you can kind of see a different side to Leo Rush since he's you know made it into into NXT and stuff like that. I feel like he's become more of a all around performer. Now and said like you know he did the whole hype man thing for Bobby Lashley which was outstanding but congratulations Leo Rush and then also the, like the backstage stuff if you watch any of that stuff he was just like he's like this is a dream come true and you could see it in his eyes I think he's been uh, he's been chiqued you know he's humbled been chiqued you know like when people get oh, okay I got you it took me a second <laughs> yeah no I know um yeah so but. Yeah, uh, Drew Gulak's fantastic. I very much so enjoyed his uh, Cruiserweight Championship reign. I'm looking forward to what Leo Rush does with the, the Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, yeah. No, that's, and apparently it's like – I think we mentioned it last week too. It's like the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, now it's officially 100% the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. They had that up in the, the, yeah. the corners, which, by the way, I didn't mention that last week. I – Maybe not for you, but for me, it's completely what like very much so distracting that the AEW quote unquote watermark is at the top left because you're used to everything being in the bottom left. Not even that though; it's in color. Okay, watermarks in color, and then the the one that they put randomly, which really like irked me that like as soon as something happened on the program, they were like ready like that to put the hashtag on the top right. Uh, yeah, the top right. And the the one on the top right, the, the hashtag is also, it's not like see-through. Okay. See-through enough where I'm like, I'm seeing logos in three-fourths of the corners at some points, and it's so distracting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you're not used to it. Like, we, you know, when my company does our live streams, our watermark is in the top right. But is it in color? Or? Yes, full color. Hey, see, that, that's just, like, so distracting to me. Like, on YouTube videos, if I could turn them off, i turn them off. Okay. 
it's so distracting. You could turn off watermarks. Um, well, sometimes not when it's like in the video, but like when they have like the pop-up icon. Oh, okay. True. Yeah. True. All right. So let's pop back over to Dynamite because after this, you had a you could call it a pipe bomb, as you can. Um, Chris Jericho comes out with his new group, which are being dubbed the Inner Circle. You know, puts everybody over. He puts down We the People, say it's dead and buried. It was a stupid idea. Trashes Cody Rhodes, trashes Dusty Rhodes. I would uh, love to know, by the way, who came up with We the People that here he is trashing that. Yeah. Hey, listen, but he's getting people to talk. That's the most important thing. And. I really had a problem with the fact that Chris Jericho put down Cody because he was quote unquote born with a silver spoon in his mouth because Jericho was also, but Jericho's father was a New York Ranger. They, he grew up, he was born in Manhasset. That's not like some low income town. True. That's where all the fancy like stores are. They probably got like a Tiffany's there. It's like you you can't like I, I, I don't know maybe don't, we know too much I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah I think I think I think you're I think you're thinking a little bit too into I it. just thought it was a, a bit absurd that it's like oh you were born with a silver spoon it's like you were too your father was a celebrity also <laughs> Hey listen um so next up on the NXT side after this so uh which great- also by the way sorry to cut you off no, you're not. how do you have a group called the Inner Circle and not include the bad boy Joey Janela because he's a baby, he's a baby face. Inner Circle, Bad Boy. Don't get it. That's the name of their song. Bad Boy, Bad Boy, what you gonna do? And Inner Circle was the band. Right, Sweat, a la 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 la. All right, Mark, calm down. Come on. Come on. Uh, anyway, next up on the NXT side, Rhea Ripley defeated Aaliyah. This finisher that she has? Fantastic. Fantastic. Like I know front, that's definitely, front slam definitely into not the about fi- what, What's that? I was going to say, I know that's definitely not about to be in 2K20, but if it is, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Rhea Ripley uh, cutting a great promo. I feel like the NXT women's division is stronger than the AEW women's division. Yeah, and it's something that people have been complaining about since their first pay-per-view, I think. Who, AEW? Yeah, since they're like they've only ever had like one women's match per show, I believe. Yeah, or maybe they had two on on one of them. But as per their like TV, I know it's just been two weeks, but people want more women's wrestling, and they're not giving it. Well, they're not giving it on their on their dynamite programming. Yes, I know they aren't giving it on their dynamite programming. Uh, let's. Stick on NXT because I thought this match was fun. You had Brazongo as another member of the Village People uh, taking the loss against the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, great yeah. tag team wrestling. I love the fact that Brazongo's back in NXT. The, the setup, the setup for this was interesting too, because I mean, here we thought Brazongo was going to take on the team of Everise. Ever rise? Yeah, 3.0. Like 3.0. I don't know what their NXT names are. I know they have a shirt. And then uh, they, the Forgotten Sons dragged him out. Yeah. And that's who uh, – and then, dude, the, the, I was so thrown off. I thought it was going to be like um, 
Chelsea Green and Deanna Peraza with some super weird theme song. Well, like you had like the Kill Bill like thing to it. I mean, I I can't like speak on that, but no, because like they had the yellow screen and then they had the two women walk out. I thought I'm like, are they doing a women's wrestling right after another women's match? I'm like, and then all of a sudden, I, I was... thought it was going to be a women's tag team match because like all we saw was darkness and a shadow of two women yeah on the yellow which was very kill bill-esque so i was like "Ooh, i'm like all right i'm hyped about this let's go i was like heavy machinery looks really different <laughs> <laughs> right and then oh, Brizango came out as construction workers i know i was like oh geez here we go here we go uh let's flip back to aew because they had your number one contender for the aew world championship next week you'd be getting a, a title shot Darby Allen picks up the win over Jimmy Havoc. This wasn't a hardcore match, but these guys did a very they did a hard hitting match. Um, I like the the Falcon Arrow to the outside that looked like uh, Darby Allen gave him a stunner, but that's that's me nitpicking. Hits, I, hits I, the coffin drop, sick. I, I I thought Darby Allen reversed it into a stunner as well. So yeah, so did I. Right, it looked really uh, it looked yeah. interesting. I think uh, it's it, this match to me doesn't make sense as far as why is it a number one contender match when they say rankings matter, and they've I I don't think Jimmy Havoc has won a match. In yeah, AEW. he did. He won, he won the Cracker Barrel gimmick. So then he's won one match out of like six. I don't know. They oh, said their have... standings last night, and it wasn't like it's was pretty even. The, I think they both won one match. Yeah, but there are so many other people. Hawk included, who was on commentary, I believe, for this match, right? Yeah, yes. Who I thought Saying, he did a fantastic like, job. Why, like, why does why did they get a title opportunity when I'm sitting here doing a chit chat show? Yeah, a no. chat show. But I don't think Pac's going to get into the picture until you know after full gear, because you know I think they're just setting it up. But they want to suspend your disbelief that hey chris jericho might lose it to darby allen darby allen's got a lot of uh you know momentum riding behind him but we yeah, all i just it. i just don't get it because like there's no he didn't win for me i don't think see that's where like the whole rule thing comes in play yeah but where, again like, where they say like oh we're gonna have these set rules we're gonna have these set like rankings and then they don't follow them that doesn't that just doesn't make sense to me yeah, no, I yeah, I agree, I agree. All right, so let's stay on. Oh, also, by the way, what? a lot of people are tearing apart Jimmy Havoc on well, the old internet ski for how terrible his promo was. Who cares? A lot of people said that was such an awful promo. All right, so marks out there that are tearing apart Jimmy Havoc, why don't you cut promos instead of sitting behind your keyboard? I I I, I hate that. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna trash somebody, you better you better be doing it better. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I, I'd like I, to, I like Jimmy Havoc a lot. He's an AFI fan. All about I it. can't say that specifically, but because I completely trash Charlotte Flair promos all the time. You trash everything every day of your life. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. All right, let's continue on though. I, I, I can say that I thought AEW had a better overall show this week. Um, over like pr- production wise, I could say that too. Wrestling wise, I think NXT beat them. Uh, but let's get on to the next match on AEW. It was a women's tag team match with Brit, Dr. Britt Baker 
and your AEW Women's Champion Riho picking up the victory over B Priestley and Emi Sakamura Sakura Sakura, Sakura sorry I'm terrible yes. my apologies um Britt Baker's finisher is awesome Can we say that See well here's the thing was that always her finisher I don't know but I think it, I like the fact I don't know what her finisher was beforehand but like I to, kind to, of to play like... with the whole dentist gimmick, doing the mandible claw into the teeth, it works. It works perfectly. It's great. I think it's quite strange that like Bray Wyatt starts doing the Fiend starts doing it, and then AEW starts doing it. I just think you're. I think you're overthinking it here. I don't know. That was weird. But as far as this match goes, again, the, the referee zero control at points, and, and and she called for the bell before before Sakura tapped. Yeah. I just I don't I don't I don't understand these referee rules. It just doesn't make sense. And Jim Ross was calling it out throughout the whole night. Yeah, I know. Maybe they should have to sit Jr. down and have a chat with him. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't understand these rules. Gonna have also, the, you have to Chris Hansen. Why don't you take a seat? I, I don't remember what point it happened, which is kind of surprising that like Jim Ross was confused by it. But when they announced, like ten minutes have lapsed. Oh yeah, well that's very New Japanish. He's like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> but like, he was—he's called New Japan enough to know like that's what they do. Because I don't think they did it last week. No, they definitely—I think they definitely did last week because oh, I remembered. But it, because not every match got to that point. Yeah, true. True, true, true. All right, flopping back over to NXT. Cameron Grimes defeats Boa in a quick match um, because Killian Dane uh, interferes a little bit. But uh, and then Killian Dean comes out and beats up Boa. And and if if Matt Riddle couldn't a hundred percent stop Killian Dane after that like brutal match they had last week, who's gonna be like the person that steps up to Dane? Keith Lee. Oh, yeah, right. I would love to see a Keith Lee versus Killian Dane match. Especially well, meanwhile, if we have the the rubber match next week on NXT between Killian Dane and. And Dijakovic. Okay. Yeah, no, that's going to be fun. So I don't know when uh, specifically we'll see somebody step up to Dane, but... Yeah. Who, who, by the way, we lost in 2K20. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Next up on the NXT side, outstanding match with your NXT North American champion, Roderick Strong, defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, Afterwards, real awkward... Real awkward because Velveteen Dream comes out and <laughs> there was that picture that went on the internet of, you know, uh, what was it called? Roderick Strong doing the Shawn Michaels thing. Yeah. Which, like, that is, that was a, a I'd have to say, a, a really good Photoshop that they that they had. Yeah, no, With, it was like, really, the... look, they have uh, amazing graphic editors. And then I like the back and forth that, like, Marina Shafir was oh dude that was hilarious <laughs> they're hurting about, a wheelchair drake about drake maverick yeah yeah oh my god so well funny. drake maverick eventually was uh somebody named it like something about consummating the marriage or whatever she that's what she wrote basically yeah. that was really funny yeah but was... like the fact that i was like can they show this on tv i guess they can but did, did, did you see what then tommy dreamer did uh i've so... seen tommy has done that in the past i didn't see what he did recently is it like uh, it was his own thing from the Asian Christian show. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of people were posting, like, Tommy. They were posting uh, Hornswoggle with the Internet Championship. 
they had Tommy Dreamer with the ECW title, naked oiled up all over him. Um, and then it had Roger Strong, then it had Shawn Michaels, and it said, then, now, forever. <laughs> oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah, those are great. Um, commercial break, let's stay. Where were... Oh, so this thing, another women's match. Bianca Belair defeating D- uh, Dakota Kai. I think Bianca Belair is awesome. I was so disappointed that Dakota Kai didn't win. So did I, but you know what? It was it was a good match in and itself. Um, I kind of, like, it, as as much as I don't like Charlotte... I kind of want to see Bianca Belair versus Charlotte. Oh, I know. Because athleticism-wise, I think they're the top, like, athletic people in the company. Like, forget about men versus women. They're two of the top, like, athletes in WWE right now. Yeah. And it's like, even, like, at, like, the Combine, I don't know how much Charlotte would kill it, but Bianca Belair kills it all the time there, and it's insane. Yeah. No, a hundred and ten percent agree. Um, let's also fl- the when did they air that Tegan Knox promo? Did that come up later or? Uh, I forget. They, they had a return promo for her. She's returning next week, yeah. so I'm pumped for that. Stoked for that, absolutely. Isn't she on um, NXT UK? If I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. All right. I don't. Uh, I, I don't follow NXT UK as much as I should be. I've watched the takeovers. Yeah. And uh, I just know Tom Phillips is now officially on their commentary team. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I wonder what happens with Byron Saxon. Yeah, I wonder where he's going. Maybe, maybe uh, we'll we'll talk about that on. Uh, he makes his return this, to the this, ring. This, yeah, that'd be awesome. This week's episode of Mark and Abby, we'll talk about that there. AEW back over to AEW. Uh, Sean Spears against John Moxley. Both of these guys in ring debut on TNT. This was before. A- before this match took place, they aired that uh, Best Friends segment. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing really to say about it. but I, I wanted to just say how terrible that segue was from Best Friends to Sean Spears' entrance. Oh, okay. All right, Because cool. it literally, they're like, they, they're they cutting their promo, whatever, and then the crowd, they, they pan over to Orange Cassidy. The crowd pops big time. Yeah, he's like then, super over. Yeah, like huge, like big time pop. And then... They like just stopped talking, froze a little bit, and the lights went out. And I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. And then music starts playing. And I, of course, I don't recognize it as Sean Spears' music just yet. But then eventually I see Sean Spears. I'm like, okay, why is Sean Spears coming out for a best friend segment? Yeah. I thought that was weird. And then, like, and then I don't know. I thought it was weird with like how Tully came out separate. Yeah, he came out like post him. John Spears coming out, but hey, listen. And I also don't like them like touting Four Horsemen. Like Why? I don't think it was. I don't think it was necessary. Like because then it's like it just puts Tully in like a corner. It's like a legendary Four Horsemen, but like you're not trying to like you're trying to build up your own brand. I, I wouldn't associate him with that. Yeah, like you want him to be like Sean Spears' manager. You, you don't have to say Four Horsemen. Everybody knows it. Yeah. We all know the history there. You could literally just say Tully Blanchard, the legendary Tully Tully Blanchard. But you're also trying to market to a new audience that might not know Tully Blanchard. That's what I'm saying, though. You know, it's not necessary. Like him, like because then who's who is the Four Horsemen? I don't. I, I know that as a Bible thing. Yeah, hey, what are the? I don't even know who the four horsemen. I, are in I Bible. don't know that as a Bible thing. I'm just saying, like, somebody who tunes into TNT at a Wednesday night. 
Yep, but Might. Moxley gets the win. Post-match, you had Kenny Omega walk out with a broom that's wrapped in barbed wire and a bat that's wrapped in barbed wire. Um, then Pac comes out, too. There's a whole scuffle. Oh, maybe that was the match that Pac was there for. I forget that. It. Yeah, that, that had to have been the match because uh, because Pac, I think, was on commentary. And I think they were like, and Pac has, for some reason, left the commentary booth. Yeah. Unless that unless it's all like jumbled in my mind, whatever. Because uh Kenny tossed uh Moxley the, the bat. Yeah. And and then Neville uh jeez Hawk hit him from chair. behind the chair, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah, totally. Um well, but, very interesting that uh Moxley was wearing the, the biker trunks. Yeah, maybe that's how you think that was I, I literally thought that was just gonna be like a new Japan thing, but Hey, maybe this is the the new thing with the biker stuff, but maybe that maybe this will go into a three way match now at uh, full gear between these three guys. I, it was so crazy, like watching this match because, like, where were the people in WWE cheering for Ambrose or Ty Dillinger? I don't know. Like people, like Ambrose was at points over, but like, I don't, I don't know. To like, he's definitely like their top star outside of Jericho, yeah, or one of them. Because he's like the most worldwide recognized, even though he's not using the same name. Yes, but he's but like, one of the most well, well-known superstars, absolutely. But like, and then just like how over Ty Dillinger is, and it's crazy that it's like, I don't know, it's just, I, it's it's weird. Yep. It's a weird transition for me. It is, it is. Let's go back to NXT, because their main event was my... Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week. Walter defeated Kushida. This match was unbelievable. That's all I can say about it. The, there was sh- times where I was like, oh my god, they're going to put Kushida over against Walter. This is amazing. The chops, the facial reactions from Kushida were outrageous. Like, every time he got slapped, you just saw him, he's just like, Ehh. and how much that hurt. Unbelievable I- match. I really liked the fact that he did like the top rope arm drag with the hoverboard locked yes. in. That was like awesome. Yeah, and as I said, it made you believe that Kushida was going to win. Uh, but you know, obviously Walter won. You know, gets the nice uh, the pose down with the rest of his Imper- Imperium mates. I was expecting uh, like other things to happen though. Like what? Like run-ins and stuff like that. Like, yeah, more surprises. Like, we had Champa earlier on in the night, too. Yeah, we didn't even mention that. Yeah, in that Velveteen Dream segment. Yeah, we, in that Velveteen. He's, you know, he's looking for the world. T- he's looking for uh, titles as well. But then, you know, the back- and then, and then that backstage, backstage thing. Yeah, backstage, Champa ended up smacking uh, Angel Garza in the face. So they're wrestling next week. Yeah, which is good. Which that's a great way to bring people in. Oh, Tommaso Ciampa. People love Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa, whatever. Regardless, which that's yeah, it's fine that you say that because the the full sale diehards were chanting Ciampa. Outrageous. Yeah, outstanding. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, this match was hard hitting. Kushida versus Walter. It's like you don't expect somebody like the size of Kushida to go up against somebody the size of Walter and actually have like a non like squash match. Yeah. So it was nice to see a difference. And that's, I think you get like, that's a difference that between Raw SmackDown and, and NXT. 
let me go back to that uh, Velveteen Dream promo. Do you feel like that was very like that would be something you see on Raw and not on NXT? No, I don't think so. No, you you think that would be like you would see that on NXT at like normally like that kind of weirdo promo from Velveteen? I Dream. see. That's the thing is that I didn't even expect it to be on. Like it, it wasn't. It definitely didn't think Raw or SmackDown, and I wasn't. I couldn't like associate that with NXT. Well, you know what? Maybe in like 2000, maybe the Attitude Era, you would have seen something like that, or like 2006, because they had like the whole thing where like with DX and Vince McMahon with like the iHeart Chicken. Oh stuff. yeah. Okay. So it's like maybe you'd see something like that, and but I don't know. I was just surprised that they showed something like that on television. Yeah, I mean, so am I. But hey, listen, it was it was all good. I thought NXT was awesome. Great wrestling product from NXT, if I do say so myself. Uh, I'm I'm hoping for a uh, like somewhere down the line to see like Alex Shelley just once. Didn't he retire? With, I just once with Kushida. Yeah, he was at the Performance Center recently. Um, That's what I'm saying. That's what like I was expecting him sometime. Yeah. And then you had your main event on AEW Dynamite, where the inner circle of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara defeated the natural Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, crazy back-and-forth match. Uh, the bigger story out of this is afterwards, because you had the, all the inner circle run down. Then the lights go out. You think it's going to be Sting, but it's actually Cody Rhodes. Then you have LAX come down. Then you have MJF come down and think that, and look like he's going to turn his back on Cody, but then beats up LAX. Um, and then the Young Bucks come out. And then Darby Allen comes out on a skateboard and beats up Jericho. So there's building up another new star in Darby Allen. It was just wild. Wildness. I, I had a bunch of problems with this. Segment. Okay, go away. Like, the match itself, you had that tag team. And then all the aftermath stuff happens. You had the the lights randomly go out earlier in the night also that led to Sean Spears' entrance. Yes. So the lights go out. You use the same gimmick another time in the same event, and it's Cody, and I don't think that's necessary for Cody. No? Like, I think that's just something like – like, I don't understand, like, what's the the thinking? What's the, the thought process of having that? Like, he's never done that before, right? Cody? The lights yeah. go out? Yeah, no, I thought it was silly. Like, it doesn't make sense. I, and I think that's, like, I hate saying that, but, like, kind of indie-ish. In, like, the fact that it's, like, oh, the lights go out. Imagine like, oh, it was Super Dragon. And that's what it is. Like, everybody, like, that's, like, Super Indie-ish is, like, oh, Super Dragon or, hello, Sabu. Yeah, true. But, or I mean, if it was WWE, it'd be Undertaker but or, or Fiend or whatever, but... I don't think it was necessary at all to have Cody do that. And then you had Adam Page completely disappear from that segment. He was nowhere to be found at the end of the of the program. And that made absolutely no sense since he's – is he not in the elite? I believe he is. Or whatever they're calling themselves. So it's like they're going to have it's, – it's Cody, Young Bucks – Darby Allen. Maybe they'll have like and, a big and scramble. And MJF, that's five people. Yeah. And, and and with MJF, you had the most over heel superstar last week 
is now a giant baby face. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't understand turning him so quickly and I still don't like a hundred percent think he's like a baby face or whatever, huh. but MJF, but that pop that he got just for saving Cody, it's like clearly yeah. not saving any of like the other people. He's the badass heel. I bet. I don't know. No, no, no. It can't be badass. It's like badass would be like Joey Janela, even though he's a yeah. face apparently. Yeah, he is. He, he's he's like a loud mouth, like obnoxious person. Yeah, he is. He's salt of the earth, brother. That I just I just didn't understand like that turn, and people ate it up. People were like, "Oh my god!" I thought you know what? I was really hoping Excalibur was going to be like, "He's got a bicycle, <laughs> he's got a skateboard." I am like so over Excalibur on commentary. He what? talks over Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone all the time, and it's so annoying. Well, we're still getting used to each other. It's it's been they've had like what five uh, things underneath their belt, five shows underneath their belt. But at every time, Excalibur is the one talking over everyone. All right, all dude. Right. I barely you barely heard Tony Schiavone talk on on this week. At one point, I was like, "Is is Tony still out there?" And then and then after the show ended, Cody cuts a promo off air to like hype up, like you guys are having fun, right? <laughs> We were like, yes, AEW, AEW, like to hype it up. And I, I don't know if he had to do that because the crowd on uh, AEW Dark last week was so dead. Yeah, well, I think they they did uh, they put the matches in the beginning this time. No, it was afterwards. I don't Again? Think they, uh, yeah, you can't put them afterwards. I mean, before because if they were if they did the matches before, there'd be no crowd. True, because it's still There's letting even, them on. there were there was like. They showed again tons of missing seats. And it's like, I don't understand how these seats were sold out from the start, but then there's this many missing seats. Like, are people just scalpers. buying the tickets? But, like, I don't know. It's scalpers. so bizarre to me. Scalpers, it's so scalpers. bizarre that, that, that there are that many seats missing. Yeah, scalpers. The Shining Wizards are celebrating eight years of podcasting with a live show on Thursday night, November 21st, at the Elementary Brewing Company in Hackensack, New Jersey. There's going to be special guests, lots of laughs, plenty of great beer, and some other surprises as well. And of course, admission is free. That's Thursday night, November 21st, 7 p.m. start time, at the Elementary Brewing Company, 58 Voorhees Road, Hackensack, New Jersey. For more information, go to ShiningWizards.com. And please come out and join us for a celebration of wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. So that's, uh, yeah, so that was Wednesday Night Wars. AEW does win the ratings wars, though. Both shows taking a, a little bit of a drop in their ratings. Um, you can maybe uh, account it to the fact that there was an outstanding Game 5 of the National League Divisional Series, which the Washington Nationals beat the best team in the National League Dodgers. So, Dude, I was so worried when they were like, well, not worried, worried, but uh, when AEW tweeted out like five or so minutes before the actual broadcast, they're like, by the way, we might be preempted for baseball tonight, so tune into True TV. Well, I was sitting, I was sitting down with a couple of friends last night, and one of them was saying, he goes, he goes, they played on True TV at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they right. were. They they ended up playing it on that too, and like people were like, when when those like ratings came out of uh, like four hundred thousand less viewers from the first episode, yeah, people were like, well, does that factor in the replays? Does that factor in True TV? No, no, because all the and marks it's like, are that, like that, but like that shouldn't that. The baseball game didn't overlap into the second baseball game, so it no. was good. It well, no, the first the first baseball game started at five, 
and it was over by 520 because the Cardinals scored 10 runs in the first inning. But yeah, that was uh, that I tuned in at um, like 7:30 just to like see where the baseball game was at, or no, at like 6:30 or whatever when they first announced it, and I, I was like, what, 13 to one. Uh, or something like that. I, I forget like, what it was. I was rooting. I didn't want the Cardinals to go on, but I was like thirteen to one. It's the fifth inning. <laughs> yeah, true. I was like, anything can happen in baseball, but I don't think uh, I don't think AEW is getting preempted tonight. No, I don't think it's getting preempted at all. So, uh, yeah. So that's that on the uh, the Wednesday Night Wars. Thank you uh, very much for tuning in. Marking out four hundred and fifty three. We'll be on the way tomorrow, uh, and it's going to be a fun one. Because it has been a fun week going on everything else. But until tomorrow, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. I am Chris Sweendog on Twitter. Dave is DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And Brandon is BTTG161. So until next week, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors have a fantastic week Bye.